Would you go with me to 1 Samuel this morning, please? 1 Samuel and the second chapter and verse 29 and 30. We'll just look at the end of the 30th verse. The Lord says, them that honor me, I will honor. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Read that out loud with me, please. Them that honor me, I will honor. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Who said that? The Lord said that. What did he say? If you honor me, did God say he would honor you? If you did what? If you honor him. What? Now it said, they that despise me. Now we, we use that word a little differently in modern usage. When people think of the word despise, they think disdain, maybe even disgust. But in the Bible, the word despise includes ideas as simple as not acknowledging. To honor the Lord or anybody or anything means to place a greater value on it than other things. It has to do with the word weight or weighty, which in this time had to do with valuable. They didn't have paper money. And uh, even our paper money is supposed to be based on heavy money, metals like gold. In those days, if you wanted to buy something really expensive, it was a heavy price, right? You had to bring five donkeys loaded with gold or silver bars. You had to put the weight, the metal on the scale, and the more expensive it was, the more weight you had to put on there to balance it out to buy it. Expensive stuff, valuable stuff equaled weighty. We even use that terminology today. Talking about something that's light and trivial or something that is weighty and heavy. What does that mean? It's significant. It's important. And so when he says honoring the Lord, he's talking about treating the Lord as important, as valuable, as significant. And he said, those who despise me are those who treat me and my things as unimportant, as trivial, as insignificant. They shall be lightly esteemed. They'll be treated as though they're not valuable. How many know the Lord is completely fair? You know, whatever a man sows, that's what he reaps. How you judge others is the way you're going to be judged. He's completely fair that way. And that is fair. There's nothing that's more fair. Well, is it important and is it a wonderful thing when God honors us? Do you want him to honor you? And sometimes people try to say false humility. Go, oh, no, 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 I don't want any honor. Yeah, you want God's honor. That's the, you should be concerned about that and not the honor from men. You do want God's honor and God's glory. Because it encompasses so many areas. God honors us so many different ways. One of the greatest ways he honors us is with his presence. 
And as a church, we should desire this and be hungry for this so much. That we desire that the Lord honor us with more of his presence. More of his spirit manifested. More of his goodness. And the Lord, you know, blessing you with a good life. Blessing you with a a good family and good friends. And a good occupation. And strength and brightness of mind. All that's honoring you. Receiving your seed and multiplying it. Causing you to reap good harvest. Putting you in a position to bless others is one of the great ways that he honors you. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now you got to be able to receive in order to have to give. But you know when you're in a position to be used of God to remove burdens off of people. God raises you up financially and materially to where something's going on, but a million dollars would fix it. <laughs> and you just happen to have more than that in your accounts. And God deals with you and you do it. Well, didn't he honor you to let you be in that position and enable you to do it? Somebody say glory to God. Well, that's what we're believing for. But now, what is key to God being able to honor you more like that? You and I learning how to honor him more. The more we honor him, the more he'll honor us. Now, we've talked some about this. Uh, We began in recent times talking about how to show God honor, how to honor him more. And I want to review just a little bit and go into some other areas. But there are four basic things to keep in mind in how to honor God and honor people and honor anything and anybody that ought to be honored. One is how you see it or them. How you see them is, you know, perspective. Jesus was not shown honor in his own hometown, was he? He was disrespected. He was lightly esteemed, wasn't he? Why? They didn't see him right, did they? They said, this is uh, Joseph and Mary's boy. They said, we know him. His sisters and brothers work with our kids over at this place and and his daddy fixed a plow stock for me, and he fixed a chair for me, and, and my aunt used to uh, change his diaper, and, and we know him. They judged him after the flesh, didn't they? Which means they saw him in not a valuable way. Jesus warned us about this in John. He said, don't judge after appearances. But judge right judgment or righteous judgment. The Bible said concerning uh, through the writings of Samuel. Said the Lord doesn't see as man sees. Because man looks after the outward or we might say the external appearance. But how does the Lord look and see? He sees the heart, the inside. And you and I want to believe God to see through his eyes. 
Because he said this, you know, the leaders of the day that he was talking to said they were covetous and their priorities weren't right. And he said what's held in high esteem among men is abomination in the sight of God. Two different value systems. What men call important, a lot of times God calls nothing. And vice versa, so many times what God says is important, men don't have time for. They don't see the value of it. Well, you and I will not honor him and his things if we don't see them right. It's going to take revelation, isn't it? It's going to take enlightenment. We must see him right. We must see each other right. You know, I've seen this so many times and all of us have to be on the watch for it. I've seen people just, you know, maybe sit in an audience or sit in a church seat or service or meeting or some other situation and just ooh and ah about somebody that's up on the platform or up in front and not realize they got somebody sitting beside them that's got similar traits and value, but because they see them every day and they see flesh every day, they just judge them after the flesh. And one big mistake that people make is judging people they know by people they don't know. I want to say that again. I want you to think about that now. They judge people. Well, why aren't you like so-and-so? Well, what are they like? You live with this one. You don't live with this one. And so many times they're just volumes you don't know about them, but you've let your romantic mind fabricate <laughs> a fantasy. I remember years ago I had a young couple, hadn't been married just a few months, sitting across the desk from me and they were having trouble and I was trying to help them. And uh, he said this, she said that, and uh, they wouldn't get any better, you know. And she finally said to him, well, why aren't you more like so-and-so? You know, he treats her like she should be treated. And I said, well, who are they? He looked at me and rolled his eyes. He said, Brother Keith, it's a TV program. <laughs> it's a show. Because I'm thinking, well, who are these people? And he said, this is not, it's fictional characters. It's a I looked at her, I said, dear, I said, you understand these people are acting, acting. They are wonderful to each other. And then the director says, cut. And they go to their trailer and get on the phone and talk to their lawyer about their fourth divorce. Did you hear me? Our ninth. People are too ready to just fantasize and not live in the real world. And it's sad. It is so sad. I've had people look at me with tears and cry and say, I didn't realize what I had. I was a fool till I lost it. They're comparing reality to fantasy. They're comparing somebody they know to somebody they don't know. I guarantee you, the one you think is so amazing, they got flesh too. 
I said, they've got flesh too. They've got some ways about them too. Everybody does. And if you uh, got word of, to be with them and live with them for a little while, you might be so glad to get back to where you you were. But you're living in a fantasy world, living in a dream world. And it's a big problem with our society today because we live in a society, a world that feeds on fiction. Movies and and shows and, and books, fiction, 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 fiction. And people don't live in truth. But in God, you can have a reality that is better than fiction. And you need to remind yourself, anytime somebody or something looks so much amazingly better than you and what you've got, you need to remind yourself, I don't know them. (laughs) I don't know him. I don't know her. I don't know them. I don't know what their life is really like. I saw them for 20 minutes. I saw them for an hour in a show or a program or on a platform or in a speech. I don't know them. And sadly, a whole lot of folk are way different in, you know, public or performance than they are in private. It's two completely different things. But simple enough to say, be thankful for what God has given you and rejoice in it and believe you can have the best right where you are. Anything that's wrong, he can help you to get fixed. Anything you hadn't grown into, he can help you to grow into. Can he make the bitter waters sweet? He's a God that can do it. So how you see someone, how you see God, and how you see people greatly determines how much you're going to honor them or respect them. How you hear them, how you speak about them. And how you treat them. Let's go over those four again. We're talking about how to honor God. How to honor people is number one, what? How you, how you see them. Number two, how you hear them. Number three, how you speak about them. And number four, How you treat them, how you treat them. We'll be getting into that later, but I know the Lord one time dealt with me to fly across the country and minister in a man's church and talk to his church about how the pastors were a gift from him to them and how that they did not, they weren't understanding that and they weren't treating them like gifts. And uh, he gave me the example. I didn't know anything that was going on in that place. You know, he just dealt with me. And it changed in that service. It was a wonderful service. Glory to God. The Lord sure knew what he was doing about that. But one example the Lord gave me, he said, uh, a friend of yours in the ministry gave you a watch. And it was a pilot watch. It was a nice one. And uh, I had wanted one of those for years. And he gave it to me. And I had a special box for it that I put it in and keep it in. And he said, and you got a rubber Timex that you swim in. He said, you'll come in and throw it. It'll bounce off of the 
<laughs> the counter on the floor. You don't even care. But that other watch, boy, you handle it and you just got a little cradle. You put it in and you fasten it and you put it in the box and you close the door. <laughs> Timex. Boom. <laughs> I treat them differently. Why? Because I value them very differently. And he told me to talk to them about that because of how they were va- failing to value. Well, our own family, each other, the things of God, how we see, how we hear, how we speak about, how we treat. Can we come up in these areas? Can we increase? Let's talk some more about this. How to hear. How to honor by hearing. Go with me to a couple of places, please. Go to James the uh, first chapter. Y'all believing with me today? Please do. Does this affect you? It has already affected you tremendously. Does it affect how much God is able to honor you? Yeah. How can we enable him to honor us more? By learning how to honor him more. How do we honor him? How are we going to honor God more? It's going to begin with us seeing him differently. Seeing him. I mean, everybody likes to think, oh, you know, God is amazing. I think God's the greatest thing ever. Nobody's bigger and more important to me than God. But you can tell by the way they talk about him. It's too light. It's irreverent. It's not respectful enough. And you hear other people that get, I mean, they want to hurt somebody if they think they're not respectful enough to God. And they're rigid and they're hard. Oh, no, no, that's not respectful. And you can tell they don't even know him. They don't even know him. And so they're trying to set some kind of a, actually put fear in people and call it respect. Call it honor. But no. How you talk about somebody and how you see somebody is going to reveal how much you honor them. I don't refer to Phyllis as my old lady. (laughs) I don't refer to my daddy, my father, natural father, as my old man. Hmm? It's disrespectful. Somebody says, well, ain't that big of a deal. It is a big deal. Oh, it's just culture. You know, you're from the South. and No, it's not just culture. It's godly and ungodly. It's respectful and disrespectful. You know, you see children call their parents by their first name. Have you seen that? I've seen uh, a little uh, young uh, individual kept talking about Jane. Jane. Who's Jane? Oh, my mother, Jane. That's a problem. Oh, it's just a matter of words. No, it's a problem. That child, if they don't get some things straight, is going to have real problems in life. Why? Because if they don't know how to respect mother, they don't know how to respect their principal, their teacher, their employer, civil authorities. They don't know how to respect God. Respect. For God is revealed directly in respect for people. 
Let, let me clarify that just a little bit more. It's so important. Don't try to turn to these, but just listen to them. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 40 and 41, just listen, Matthew 10, 40 and 41, he that receives you receives me. He that receives me receives him that sent me. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. What does that mean? Well, if you receive a prophet as another preacher, they're everywhere. Preachers everywhere. Yeah, another preacher. <laughs> what do you receive? You receive another preacher reward. <laughs> do you know that there were times when the people under Moses' leadership referred to him as that fella? When they were sinning and getting away from God. As for this fella, talking about Moses, we don't know what's become of him. They referred to Jesus that way. As for this fellow, see, that tells you volumes. It's two words, but it tells you volumes about what's inside that person. This fellow, that fellow. I don't refer to Jesus as that fellow. Come on, tell me, who's Jesus? Come on, help me, help me. Jesus is my master. Master. I don't call anybody else master. But I call him master. He's my master. I call him master. He's Lord. Lord. Master. Not in a rigid, cold, fearful sense. In a respectful, honoring, love way. Hmm? I know uh, I taught at Rama Bible Training Center for years. And I was out on the road one time and a fellow pastor of a church came by and he said, uh, you just come in from the school. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, how's the old man? And Kenny Jr. Well, the old man he's talking about is Brother Hagen Sr., founder of the school. Kenny Jr., is his son who was administrator over the whole ministry. He said, what's the big deal? I don't go for all that formality and uh, titles and all that stuff. Well, I don't go for titles either. It's the difference between titles and honor. I've had people that didn't understand, and I'm sorry about it. They, Why don't you like to be called pastor? Um, I don't mind being called a pastor. I am a pastor. If I'm your pastor, I'm thrilled for the privilege. I just don't use the title pastor more. Let me say why. Because Jesus told us, don't let men call you father. Don't let men call you rabbi or teacher. Didn't he say it? Don't let men call you master. Well, to me, that falls in the same category of titles. And the word reverend, I don't use it. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people do, and I'm not against them. I'm just talking about what I have in my heart. You don't use, you know, when people ask you, what's your designation? Mr., Dr., Reverend? Oh, he's Reverend. Nope, I don't use it. Why? Well, you just want to be different. No. The word reverend, what does it mean? 
to be held in adoration and reverenced. Hmm? I am not the to be held in adoration and reverenced more. (laughs) I reserve that terminology for him. Are you with me? Now I know some folk think that's, you know, nitpicking and semantics and everything. No, I, I think it's much more. I think what you say and how you refer to people He told us, call each other brother. And to me, that is not just an affectionate term. That is a respectful term. Isn't it? Because he's the one said do it. So when I say, talking about my father in the faith, and I refer to him as brother Hagen, it means something to me. And I don't find anywhere in the scripture where Paul or Peter or any of those guys ever used a title like Prophet Peter or Apostle Peter or Apostle Paul. Now we use it all the time. The Apostle Paul. He never said that about himself. He said he was an apostle. But he never used it as a title. Now I know some people that think, I don't know. Hey, study the scripture for yourself. Go to it. See what he said. But just because you don't banter around a lot of titles, and there's a good reason for that. How many know there's a good reason why the Lord said don't do that? Because, I mean, all you got to do is look around, and we've had people that wanted to come work with us and work for us, and the first and main thing they wanted to know, what's their title? And we say, you don't get one. (laughs) Well, they're ready to leave immediately. (laughs) Why? Because they think a title makes you something. It doesn't. You can put any kind of a label on an empty can. Puts nothing in the can. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I know some folk don't understand why they're this way, but just, you know, ask the Lord about it. Let him explain it to you. How you refer to people. You don't have to get hung up in. How many understand you can use titles and still be very disrespectful? A title doesn't equate respect and honor. But how we refer to somebody does show honor. Did you find James yet? Well, I didn't finish reading my scriptures, did I? You got James 1? Hold it right there. Listen to the rest of these. Jesus said, he that hears you, hears me. This is Luke 10, 16. He that despises you, despises me. And despises uh, him that sent me. Is he saying, if you honor the one I sent, you honored me. If you fail to honor, if you despise the one I sent, you despised me. If you listen to the one I send, you listen to me. If you don't listen to the one I send, you don't listen to me. Now, when we think about sent ones, we think about the Lord's apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. But it could be any of us. How many of the Lord could send somebody into your life to say something that's not in speaking ministry per se? But we need to be able to recognize it. And if we don't value one another then we're going to fail to value him at times. 
If we don't honor one another, we're going to fail to honor him. Let me read more of this to you. He said in John 15, the servant's not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. James 1, read that now, having this fresh on your mind. James chapter 1 and verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, James 1, 19, let every man, how many of us are supposed to do this? Every one of us. Be what? Swift to hear. What else? Slow to speak and slow to wrath or to be angry. Say it out loud. I am supposed to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow To be angry. angry. Should we do what he told us to do? How many know that a lot of folk practice this verse? (laughs) In reverse. (laughs) Don't they? They are quick to fly off the handle. Quick to get upset. Quick to get mad. And they are quick to talk. They talk before they think. And they are slow to hear. Really good hearers are not that common. A lot of times, even if people are quiet for a few minutes, they're actually reloading their guns behind their back (laughs) of what they're going to say as soon as you pause. And if you pause just a little while, ah, here they come with what they want to say. Listen to these scriptures. Psalm 4.4. Psalm 4, 4. What does the first phrase say? Stand in awe. In awe. Is that a high degree of honor? When you are in awe of him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and do what? And do what? Somebody say be still. Be still. Be still. A way of showing respect is to be still and listen. By the opposite, a way of disrespecting and despising or making light of is to be talking when you should be listening. Disrespectful, isn't it? To be clamorous, to be noisy. To be active when you should be quiet and still. Do we want to grow in this or not? So to grow in honor, we're going to need to grow in our ability to be quiet and listen and to be still. In learning, I've made these mistakes myself. I'm not throwing any stones But in growing in it some, I see it more and more. There's times that people have contacted me for help. Ministers, pastors, heads of ministries. And we're talking on the phone. And I take it seriously. So I'm looking inside myself while they're talking. I don't want to give them my opinion. They don't need that. If something's going to help, we need to hear from the Lord about this. 
So I'm looking inside me. I got the greater one inside me. Glory to God. I got the greater one. I got the source of wisdom inside me. You do too. And I'm listening to them. But more importantly, I'm endeavoring to listen to him. And I'm checking my heart. And I mean again and again and again, he said things to me. He's shown me things, said things to me. And so I'd get excited about it. I think, glory to God. And they call me and ask for help. And I start to share it with them. And they just keep interrupting me. Just keep interrupting me. And it's not that I take affront personally. It's because that didn't come from me. And they're really interrupting him. Oh, can you understand this or not? And you think, you know, you need to pay attention to this. This wasn't just something that Keith thought up. Uh, Listen to this. Pay attention to this. But they just keep interrupting. Keep interrupting. What is that? That is despising what's being said. You must not think much of it if you won't be quiet and listen long enough for somebody to finish a sentence. Oh, can you see this? And this is something we got a real problem with in our society because people were not taught as children. A lot of time their parents were not taught as children. We're dealing with multiple failures of multiple generations. Needs to change in our generation. I said it needs to change in our generation. It can change right now. And the Lord tears his coming. Our children can do better. And they can train their children better. I've had, uh, I've been out in meetings and pastors and ministers bring their children to the meal, which is fine. But the children do all the talking. No respect. You know, the previous generation had little sayings like, children should be seen and not heard. And this present society think they have grown beyond that. And some way or another developed beyond it. And that their laxness somehow allows for a better uh, young man or young woman. It's not true. We see that we're paying the price of it. We've got children that don't mind mouthing off in class. Mouthing off uh, to their leaders, to their instructors, to their principal, to their teachers. Back talking. So says, well, they're just, you know, they're strong-minded and they're expressing the, you know, their creative type. So they're that. No, they're rebellious. They're rebellious. And I said, well, you know, maybe they are, but we all went through that phase. No, you're not supposed to yield to rebellion. Now, I've seen the opposite of that. I've seen people that try to take a two-year-old and make them sit like an 80-year-old man. Sit there with your hands full. No, little ones need to be able to jump and run and make noise. They're kids. Let them play. But they need to be taught. As soon as they can understand, there are times when you need to be quiet. No, it's not right for you to ask questions right now. You need to be quiet. I'll never forget. Thank God for my dad and mom. My great-grandpa was in his late 80s. And I think I was... I must have been about four or five. And we were going over to visit Paul Burley. That's his name. And uh, my dad took me and my little brother aside, sat us down on the side. He said, now, boys, 
Your grandpa Burley has been alive a long time. He knows a lot more than you do. So you need to be quiet and listen to him. And he said it in such a way that it impacted our little spirits. So we went over there and just sat like little men. <laughs> and listened up. We didn't understand half what he said half the time. And a lot of times he didn't say much. He just sat in the chair and looked. But how many have seen little ones that would sit and show respect? Isn't it a precious thing? It's a precious thing in the eyes of the Lord. And it's not okay if your children don't do it. Well, you know, my kids, we're a little freer around the house. That don't make it right. We're a little looser, and that's just how we are. Well, that's your way. That's not his way. Should have freedom. Should have liberty. Should be playing. There should be fun. But if you want them to do well in life, they need to learn how to obey. Isn't that what the Scripture said? Hmm? Didn't he say the first commandment with a promise? Is that children obey their parents, honor their mother and father. It's a commandment with the promise that it may be well with them. And they may live long on their... You want it to go well for your kids? Every parent does. You want them to live a long time on the earth? Then you better teach them how to show respect. And here's a big one. There's a time to talk and ask questions and say what you think. And there's a time to be quiet. And listen, and you need to know when that time is. And little ones don't know when it is, so you need to tell them. You look at them and say, this is one of those times when you're supposed to be quiet. (laughs) And don't wrestle with them. You're the parent. Well, I told them nine times and they still wouldn't be quiet. If they're not listening to your words, there's got to be some other action. And I didn't just say beat them. I'm not just talking about beating them. There's got to be something that motivates them more. Maybe it could be a privilege pulled or something changed or something's got to happen. And you got to stay with what you said. If you say, if you ask one more dumb question, you're not going to get any ice cream. Then if they ask it, there should be no ice cream. I don't care how much crying or whining or flipping or flopping. Don't be a liar. Stay with what you said. Don't say it unless you mean it. But when you say it, that's it. Stand by it. Psalm 46. Is this pertinent? Is this relevant? We're talking about honoring God. How do we show honor? How you see. How you hear. Psalm 46. Would you put that up please? Psalm 4610. It says what? Be Be what? Be still. still. Does that sound like a familiar phrase? Can you remember back when you was a little one? Huh? Did you ever hear that phrase? Mama ever tell you, boy, be still. Hmm? Daddy, mama ever look at you? Squeeze your leg. Boy, be still. But now you don't, like I said, you don't expect a three-year-old to be still all day and all night. Now you got to let them run and jump and romp somewhere sometime. But at some point, there should be a time when they know how 
This is not time to run and jump and scream and make noise. It's time to show respect. And it's not time to ask 90 questions. It's time to listen and pay attention. It's vital that we learn that. I've met 50-year-olds that never learned it. You've heard me talk about it, but it just it made such an impression on me. The, Brother Hagen used to let me stay in the room when he talked to people. And I just, you know, I was at that time just uh, 21 and 22 and 3 and like that. And young and didn't know much. But uh, people would come in and they would talk and 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 what they thought and how they felt and their take on this and how they saw this and what they felt about this and they needed this and they had to have this and this wasn't right and they needed and I'm sitting there and thinking you should shut up (laughs) you know you because I knew him a little bit and I knew this wasn't going to go on for they didn't know how privileged they were to be in this setting for a few minutes they didn't value where they were they didn't value who they were with if they had a they'd have wanted to hear what the Lord might say through him oh come on are y'all getting this now how you show honor part of it's revealed in how you hear Are you a good hearer? Are you quick to hear? There's some things you shouldn't give respect to in hearing. There's some things you ought to turn off. Say, I don't respect that. I'm not going to listen to that. There's people sometimes, even well-meaning people, even relatives, try to talk you out of your faith. Try to tell you you're messed up. You don't know what you're talking about. Say something to you completely opposite of the scriptures. You don't need to respect that. You can respect them, but you don't have to respect that. You can just smile and say, I don't want to hear that. (laughs) Change the subject. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. But there are other times when you should realize where you are, what's going on, who's there, what God has done and said, and you should be all ears. I mean, your toenails should be listening. Oh, friend, I have seen this in manifesto there have been there have been places I've gone to in the country and in the world I had something burning in my heart when I got there I didn't give it to myself the Lord gave it to me I'm believing for utterance to get it out and I was there for two weeks and never could get it out you must say why the people didn't value it I'd start talking about something and try to work my way into it and the Lord just to check me I just why? He said, don't give your pearls to pigs, swine. Don't give that which is holy to the dog. Why? Pigs don't value pearls. Dogs don't distinguish between holy and unholy. Don't give precious, valuable things to people that don't appreciate them. Boy, there's been other places I've been to, though. <laughs> and I mean, things came out of me I never thought of. I'm speaking beyond what I know. Revelation is flowing. And even in between the services, we'd go out to eat. And I go to, you know, eat my salad. And the people just sit there and like. No pressure on me, but just expecting something good could happen. Something good could. And just about to hear, here something comes. Here's something else. Direction. Specific direction. 
I know Phyllis will remember this. We were holding a meeting, and there was this young pastors and couple. They greatly respected us. They used to help us and came up under our ministry. And we'd had a good service, and we were eating and sitting in the easy chairs in their living room. And I mean, it was, what, 11 o'clock at night or something? And I said, I feel like I ought to pray. I mean, by the time I said it, they were sliding off the chairs. I wouldn't have said that just anywhere. Are y'all with me now? A lot of places, I would have just excused myself and gone to my room and prayed. But why did I feel like I could say it there? I knew how they thought. I knew how they saw these things. They wouldn't mock. They wouldn't make light. They would respect it. And I mean, they slid off. We're prayed. We prayed for, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. And then I said, I think we ought to go somewhere. He said, I'll get the truck. (laughs) We piled in the truck. It's nighttime. It was nearly midnight by this time. We drove over to an empty parking lot of a uh, property. And they had brought it up to us that they had looked at it. I said, let's get out and stand on this. We got out and stood there, and the Lord spoke to me. I spoke to him. I just a mouthpiece. I said, did you know this is yours? The Lord has given this to you. They were a handful of people like this. This place is big. And did you know, before we got home on the plane, the owner was calling them and trying to contact them. And it took some standing and believing, and it looked like it wasn't going to happen. And some guys tried to oppose it. But finally, the owner of the place called these people and said, I am selling this to this preacher with you or without you. I can do it. And he did. It happened. Glory to God. Now, let's just stop right here. Did God honor him? Did he honor their church? Did he honor us? Was there a connection in us honoring him? In them honoring. Can you see this my friends? This doesn't just work on Sunday morning. This is every day. This is every night. This is all the time. Be still. He said. And know. That I am God. I'll be exalted. Among the heathen. I'll be exalted. In the earth. Hallelujah. Stand in awe. There are times to be quiet. To be still. To hear and not speak. Stand on your feet, friends. Oh, Father, we praise you this morning. We give you glory. We magnify your holy and wonderful name. We express our gratitude to you. Everybody said out loud, Father God, help me to learn honor, how to show respect, how to show value and express and respond to and see and hear your greatness properly. I will put forth effort to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to be angry. Make me aware of when I should be quiet, when I should be still, 
when I should wait before you. Make me aware of those you have sent, those you're speaking through, that I may honor you in honoring them. Bring us up to a high level of honor we desire, we purpose to honor our great God. And we thank you for honoring us. Hallelujah. Oh, let's lift our hands and praise him some more. Oh, Father, we bless you. Father, we praise you. Father, we bless you. Father, we praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.